I did the Bermondsey Beer Mile recently. Oh, I but there were so many tossers on that, weren't there? Yeah, well. Skinny jean wearing bearded pricks. Welcome to episode 37 of the Long Snapper NFL podcast. If this intro doesn't sound too familiar, then don't panic. I'm Adam, I'm filling in for Craig on his hosting duties, and Dougie and Mark are alongside me, so good evening, gents. Hello. Hello, mate. Well, How th- are we? Congratulations on popping your cherry. <laughs> Thank you. I, it was, I was a bit nervous, but... It's just you, you know, left, now, Mark, now. now. Yeah, 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 I will. I'll do it at some point. I just well, I want to do it when I'm sad a little bit less bunged up and I've got a little less sand in my vagina. Nice. <laughs> Um, being my first time in this particular chair, forgive my talent or lack of in this role, but that's not something we worry about here on the Long Snapper podcast. What, As you'll hear immediately. <laughs> uh, we are definitely, with definitely quantity over quality. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever we can get. Uh, yeah. Dougie's got, no, Dougie doesn't have a quiz for us. Mark's got a quiz. Um, yes. So, boys, we've obviously just had the 2017 NFL draft. So I've come up with what is probably going to go down in long snap pod history is the most basic quiz that there is going, <laughs> but, um, I'm, and it'll probably last about two minutes, but Hey, don't, don't we all last about two minutes guys. So it'd be no different for that. Are um, doing two quizzes? If only, if uh... <laughs> only, um, so you've both you've obviously both been issued with your with your standard buzzers. Adam, your buzzer sounds like this. Very nice. And Doug, your buzzer sounds like this. Long Beautiful, like that one. Um, so there are gonna I'm gonna give you um, two two players um, before, coming up. Before we start, Mark, which which of our buzzers did you think was the best? But uh, I was particularly keen, Adam, on um, on Doug's buzzer. Um, it just it's it, it popped in a certain <laughs> way. <laughs> but, um, I thought it, it very much summed up him as a person. <laughs> <laughs> Had a certain effervescence about it. You fuckers! <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I especially like the scream at the end. <laughs> So, I'm going to give you a couple I thought, of players. I thought mine was a little bit elaborate, if I'm honest. <laughs> didn't need to spend so much time creating that's, it. But... Oh, that's, that's true. That's a good point. All right. Well, maybe next time we'll come up with something a lot more simple. <laughs> Fingers crossed, eh? <laughs> so, the, the, the question is going to be, that I'm going to give you two players. Um, and all you need to do is be first on the buzzer to tell me which of the two players was drafted in their respective draft. So these these players aren't in the same draft. Um, so in their respective draft, who was drafted highest? If you get it correct, you win a point. If you get it wrong, the other person wins a point. And whoever gets that first point then has a chance for a bonus two points if they can get, if they can tell me within three places of what their exact draft position was. Okay, I stopped listening about three seconds into that. So, <laughs> here we go. Good, good. Pleased to hear it. <laughs> so, question one. Fingers on the buzzers. And hold on, I just need to get my screen up so I can see you both. There you go, you look beautiful. 
So, number one, and we're starting off with tight ends with Travis Kelsey versus Julius Thomas. Long live the team. Doug, over to you. Uh, Travis Kelsey was the highest drafted player there. That is correct. And so for a bonus two points, Doug, can you get within three places of his exact draft position? Just the number of the draft pick. 135. That's incorrect. You're too far away. Uh, Travis Kelsey was actually the 63rd uh, pick of the 2013 draft. Just for just in case you're interested, Julius Thomas was 129th in 2011. Number two, Mark Ingram versus Le'Veon Bell. I'm uh, going to go with Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram is also correct. Point for Adam. Um, and can you give me within three places his exact draft pick? I've honestly got no idea about this. I just remember Lev Bell being quite low down. Uh, I'm going to go something like top of the second, and let's say 35. Ooh, you're close. You are not close enough, though. Pick 28 of the Ooh. first round of 2011. Lev Bell in 2013 was the 48th pick of that draft in round two. Number three, Jamal Charles versus Clinton Portis. Long live the team. Clinton Portis. Clinton Portis is correct. Another point for Doug. And uh, the, for the bonus, over to you, his exact draft position. 46. Oh, also close. It was 51. Ah. In the 2002 draft. Jamal Charles was 73rd pick in 2008. 2-1 to Doug. And moving on to Greg Jennings versus Mario Manningham. Greg Jennings. Greg Jennings is correct. You're getting these. You're getting these good. Well done. Two all. Um, and his exact draft position. Twenty. Uh, is incorrect. He was the fifty-second pick of the two thousand and six draft. Mary Manningham was ninety-fifth overall in two thousand and eight. Number five. Two all at the minute. Anybody's game, boys. Anybody's game. Colt McCoy versus Tyrod Taylor. Long live the team. Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy is correct. And can you give me his exact draft position? He was something like 27, 28. Uh, that's incorrect. Much later than that. Uh, in the in the same draft as Tim Tebow, which was in the late 20s that year. But um, Colt McCoy was actually 85th overall, but still much better than Tyrod Taylor, who was 180th in 2010. <laughs> My favourite player, as you all know. Um, number six, going battle of the cornerbacks with Josh Norman versus Richard Sherman. Oh, uh, it's close. I think it was just Adam. I've, I, <laughs> I think I've actually forgotten who, who we were talking about. Josh Norman, I was going to say. Josh Norman is correct, only just. But yes, he did. He was drafted higher. And can you give me the pick? If I'm honest, during because of my concentration just then, I'm relieved I got one of the two. <laughs> um, <laughs> I... 50. Way out, I'm afraid. Josh Norman was actually taken 143rd overall in the 2002 uh, draft. Richard Sherman was 154th. So, yeah, very close, but Josh Norman just took it. 2002? 2012. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds more likely. Number three seven. All. I may have I may have said two thousand and two, but sorry, yeah, two thousand and twelve. Three all. Number seven. Um, just, just showing I'm paying attention. Yeah, good. Well done, you. Um, one of our top running backs, Terrell Davis versus Brian Westbrook. Adam. I'll go with Westbrook. It is Westbrook. Well done. I was letting you have that one. I was letting you have that one because I thought you were getting it wrong. <laughs> take a 4-3 lead. Can you get for the bonus? Can you give me his draft position? I'm going to go higher for him with 10. He was actually taking the third round of the 2002 <laughs> draft, 91st overall, uh, but still smashed all over Terrell Davis, who was taken 196th in 1995. Uh, so 4-3 to Adam going into question eight. This one should be relatively simple, but it was quite funny after a program I watched the other day. Brady Quinn versus Aaron Rodgers. Long little cheek. Doug. Brady Quinn. It was Brady Quinn. He was drafted higher. Now, for the bonus, can you give me his draft number? Okay, so Rodgers was, Rodgers was the start of the second round. So that means Quinn's got to be in the top 32. So, I'm going to go... I think he went, like, 18 or 19 to the Browns. What are you going with? 19. 19. I am going to give you that. Boom! Because he 22nd. <laughs> he was 22nd. You actually got lucky because Aaron Rodgers was taken 24th. He was also a first-round pick. Uh, I, yeah, he, I, I I thought that. I didn't, I didn't want to... You've locked into that one. Fair play to you. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought he went into the second day. That's why I said it. That so, surely Doug, makes me unassailable, right? With a bonus point. Six-four lead. Congratulations, and we are on. So, Adam, you can still get back into it with bonuses. So, good luck. Question nine. There's two more of these. Uh, Darren Sproles versus Matt Forte. Adam. Matt Forte. Is correct. Back to being one behind. Can you give me a a draft pick? I think I think he's a first rounder. He came out of that that year. There were loads of running backs that, that came out pretty high. Let's go with eighteen. He was second round actually, forty fourth <laughs> taken overall. Darren Sproles in two thousand and five was the hundred and thirtieth taken. So uh, final go. Here we are. Golden Tate versus T.Y. Hilton. Long little cheek. Doug. For the win. For the win. Golden Tate was first round. Tell me he's wrong. So are you going with Golden Tate? Yes. He wasn't first round. But he was still drafted. <laughs> <by them>. Oh, <laughs> he's a tease. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Doug wins it. Play him his music. Boom. Seven to five. Congratulations, boys. Two in a row. <laughs> How do you feel? I feel great. Especially <laughs> as I've actually won a legitimate quiz as opposed to that thing that Craig did. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying a load of random bollocks. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I really enjoyed that inside. one. Oh. <laughs> yeah. oh. That was good, mate. That was good. Right, let's yeah. crack on. Draft. Something like that.
Uh, before we moved on, before we get on to some draft chat, just um, a reminder that the bit we tell you every week, uh, you can find us on Twitter at Long Snap Pod. And we're on Facebook as well. Although I had a look at that, you wouldn't know it. Uh, we need to do more on Facebook. Uh, Long Snapper Podcast on there. If you're listening to us, then I reckon you've probably already found us on either iTunes or SoundCloud. Um, we're on those and probably some other other places as well. If you just Google us, you'll find subscribe. our podcast. Subscribe, subscribe, leave reviews, um, yeah. do all of that. The, the podcast app on the iPhone is my podcaster of choice, podcatcher of choice. What do, we, what do we use? What do we favour? Are they referred to as podcatchers? I didn't know that. Is that a thing? Yeah, I've heard or have you I've made heard that up? I may have made that up, but I've... If okay, you made it cool. up, it's good. Yeah. We've also got a WordPress site, which Mark is updating. Yeah. I'm getting oh, on yes. to that. Yeah. <laughs> next Even on your list. That with me. Yeah, it's on my list. <laughs> the, that bit could be a lot more slick, basically, is what, yeah. we're, what we're saying. Yeah. Um, so, moving on. Um, we've had, a, had the draft since the last recording, which means that the season's getting closer and all of that. Um, fantasy can be thought about now as we now know where... Hang on a minute. Does that mean I have to do this? And the tens of listeners who are out there. Are you really? I, 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 missed, I missed Fantasy Corner. <laughs> well, we can... In fact, while we're, while we're on that, um, we've... Now that, now that the draft's happened, a few dynasty leagues who... Or existing dynasty leagues will probably be drafting the, the rookies fairly shortly. Uh, Dougie, you've just joined one. I have with the people over at the Aussie Guys NFL podcast, and it is absolutely incomprehensible. The scoring scoring system is so difficult that I don't quite know what the priorities are. And the the incumbent owner of the squad that I'm taking over traded away Rob Gronkowski for Mike Evans in a first-round pick. Um, I do have Travis Kelsey as well on the roster, so I, d- I was going to say with his injuries, I'd be all right with that. No, I, I was going to put him on the I put him on the trade block anyway, and then realised after I'd done it that he was already traded. So uh, okay, that's yeah, stupid. That's, yeah. A, that's a good trade, I'd say. Without yeah, because I'm I'm going to try and pick up a another running back. Maybe I'm not sure how I feel about Fournette at the Jags, but but based on your based on your off season predictions last time that that probably means and, and our luck that probably means that Gronk's about to go for a 25 touchdown season now so we'll uh, we'll see what happens almost certainly yeah anyway Before, back on the well, farm actually, nobody wants to hear about my fantasy teams <laughs> <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you what just a quick random thought while we're on this which which player from which rookie this year would you be drafting first well in in my Aussie guys NFL league I would be drafting miles um, Garrett as it's okay, multiple right, multiple defensive <laughs> players, eight defensive players we've got to draft or start. That would be a good choice. But um, if you're not in an IDP league, who would you be taking from the, the bunch that have just come out? I think for me, I'd still be looking at Mike Williams um, at the charges. I think um, based on, you know, good quarterback, um, they're, they're a team that likes to throw it around. I think he's going to have a good year. So I'd probably look at him first of all. Or Fournette, obviously, is the cho- is, is the is the other choice, but yeah, probably Mike Williams. Yeah, I'm just not convinced about how Fournette's going to do that Jacksonville O line and and the lack of. Well, I mean, it depends really on on um, whether or not Blake Bortles is going to play 2015 Blake Bortles or 2016 Blake Bortles and Alan Robinson. So yeah. that that yeah. is entirely dependent on that. Um, for me. As I said a couple of weeks ago, I like I like OJ Howard from everything I've heard. 
with from the draft talk is that he's ready to go. Uh, there's a usually going to a good team as well. Yeah, usually there's a bit of a settling in period for tight ends, but he seems like people are saying he's that sort of just massive dude that happens to play at tight end, but is really a receiver, sort of a Jimmy Graham Gronkowski hybrid. Yeah, and with the with the receivers that they've got, if they can set him up in a decent package, he's not going to get ridiculous coverage I think he, he could have a really good year good quarterback good receivers decent enough running back decent enough running backs if they can sell the drugs um, I think I think he will do alright and I think you're, what you said about Fournette is exactly right um, and following on from my new rule after last year of don't draft anyone that plays at a team that's got a shit quarterback I wouldn't go anywhere near Fournette <laughs> um, I, I'd consider I wouldn't have thought of this at all but consider Corey Davis um, I think he homo. I, he caught me unawares with the Tennessee number five pick. You just um, call him a homo. Homer, <laughs> as in his home pick. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, Doug. He might he might be, but I, 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 I have no idea. Um, so yeah, so we've obviously had the had the draft. Um, just looking at obviously some of the the main stories that that came out of that. Let's start with Cleveland and their. Obviously, it's a good place to start as they pick number one overall. Yep. Are we impressed that they didn't blow it on a quarterback? Uh, I am. Uh, I don't know. I put a tweet out during the draft, actually, about how I thought that Cleveland's game plan is pretty solid. This draft didn't have any nailed-on, surefire, ready-to-go, Andrew Luck-style quarterbacks. And by all accounts, next year, there's two. So, if you're relying on starting... Um, Brock Osweiler, you're going to suck regardless of what you've added around him. You're not you're not going to be a ten win team, which means you're going to be in the top half of the next year's draft. And they're armed with two first round picks, which they can use as bait to get up to draft that quarterback. So I think it was really sensible what they've done. Believe me, well, they're they, coming they've for taken the... a QB lower down. Yeah, um, but everyone takes a, a QB. Everyone yeah, does yeah. that. You I'm, take a punt at one, don't you? I, I don't yeah. understand why teams with multiple six and seventh round picks just don't stack six quarterbacks up. <laughs> you know, just stack them all. Sign every free agent quarterback. Sign every possible quarterback you can because there's more value in those one of those becoming a superstar than some receiver, undrafted wide receiver. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I totally agree. I think that they've first round especially. I think they've done a really, really solid job um, with Miles Garrett. Obviously, he was the consensus, the best player in the draft to pick him up. Great, but then also to get Jabril Peppers and what was um, to most people the clearly the second best, not the the Giants by all accounts, but clearly the second best tight end in the draft in David Njoku. Um, I think they've had a really, really solid. Um, first round I do think it's a shame that they cut Gary Barnage after it because I thought he was seemed like a a, a good dude um, and one of Doug's fancy darlings from a couple of years ago but um, I think they've they've added a lot of very strong players there that is hard what they did to Bar- Barnage isn't it really yeah. cold hey, someone will pick him up someone that you've oh yeah he'll get a gig be, he'll no, get a gig no question but um, to, to cut someone who had yeah a poorer year last year but I mean who was thrown in the ball he didn't stand a chance, and yeah, all, all, he, that. he was one of the best Titans in the game. All his production came with Josh McCown, didn't it? Which it make, makes it all even more incredible what he did that season. The yeah. one ray of light on that absolute train wreck of a season. And uh, well, now for a team who 
did grab a QB early and even traded up to get him uh, with the Bears selecting selecting Trubisky. Uh, is this a <laughs> well? Is this a good move for them, or is the unofficial hashtag Bear with us more appropriate? <laughs> I thought this was a this was a reach for me. Um, I don't think anybody expected Trubisky um, to get to get picked there. It was. I mean, we we were only talking the the other last pod about would someone trade up to that spot if someone thinks the Niners are going to take him. Clearly, someone thought they had offers from elsewhere, or at least that's what they told them because they gave up a fuckload to go up one spot. Um, so obviously someone was looking at him. There's clearly a lot of teams that have fallen in love with this guy. Um, maybe he's better than a lot of us think, but I think to give up what they gave up for someone who was, you know, wasn't really that hot on people's draft boards up until a couple of months ago, it seems like a, it smacks of a bit of desperation to me. And considering they've just paid Glennon what they've paid him and invited him to their fucking draft party, by the way, just to, <laughs> just for him to sit there and watch them like trade up to draft the quarterback in second overall. What an organization they are, man. Jesus. I mean, that, that was an, an early shock. It really was. I mean, it, but mostly because of the Glennon thing, you think, okay, the trade is announced. Uh, but before they announce the pick, you assume they're, they're taking Thomas, right? Solomon, Solomon Thomas. Yeah. I yeah. think everyone thought that. There's because a, they thought the Niners were going to do it. There, there's a rugby podcast that I listen to that isn't Mall Over podcast, by the way, re- recording every Monday you, night. Do they know that you're cheating on them? Uh, well, I'm not really cheating on them because, you know. But anyway, one of the, the, the presenter has a saying about Welsh rugby in the, and he says that, you know, there's a running joke that how's Welsh rugby getting on? And he says, oh, well, by and large, it's going terribly. Um that that could well be the Chicago Bears. How's it going at the Chicago Bears? Well, by and large, it's going terribly. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. Absolutely. I mean, he, he could turn out to be amazing and then it seems like really solid business. But it seems to me all they've done is given up a huge amount on someone that, and all they've done is create a bad atmosphere in the locker room already because now they've got a quarterback who's pissed off. Another one who was getting booed at the Bulls game the next day because the fans already think he's a, a piece of shit. It's, oh, I don't know, man. The Bears, Jesus. They they instantly on NFL Network had footage of the fan party, draft party in Chicago, didn't they? And the, the reaction in the room. You were just people shaking their heads, slamming things on the ground in disbelief. Uh, there was not a lot of love for that pick in Chicago. He's played no, fourteen to do, to give games up that as much a college starter and reach that much to take to take him. It didn't make any sense to me. On the on the flip side, how about the 49ers picks and with John Lynch in charge for the first time? Brilliant draft. He oh, absolutely incredible. I mean, anything we've been a bit down on the 49ers leading up to the draft, but I'm going to say say this that with him at the helm um, and with Shanahan there. I would have a hell of a lot more optimism right now as a 49ers fan than I, I would have done two or three weeks ago. Um, whether there's, yeah, there's probably a bit of luck involved with that Bears Bears trade for sure, but he absolutely nailed that, and including moving up to get Foster at the end how, of the first round. How, I mean, how is he still, still there? On the board, but. Yeah, how was Foster still there at 31 um, was, was staggering. And the fact that they've gone back in, who, someone who they were widely considering taking at number two um, is still there at number 31 is, is amazing to me. But yeah, I think the first round, especially 
which is, let's be honest, that's all our listeners are going to give a fuck about, isn't it? Let's be honest, that's um, all anyone gives a fuck about. <laughs> yeah. Until 10 years' time when the fifth round pick is the greatest player in the league, you know. And then yeah. everyone goes, oh, I remember that draft. No, you didn't, mate. You didn't watch <laughs> no. it. I've seen yeah. the Sky viewing figures. Nobody watched it. <laughs> well, they'd have, on, just on that, they, they, they showed day two, which is rounds two and three. They'd have got better viewing figures on day three if they'd have put it on one of their channels. So there you go, Sky. Just a little tip. Um, rather than showing an old episode of NFL America's Game, which, brilliant as they are, at 5 p.m. on the Saturday afternoon when day three was starting, you could have stuck it on. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, surely there was like, I don't know, Preston against Barnsley or something that they were showing. You know. No, there was actually an old episode on Sky Sports 3 of America's Game. That Classic. Classic. Wow. Anyway, well done. So edited, yeah. so Dougie keeps his job. <laughs> <laughs> I think you, I think you were right there. Um, comments on? Well, I mean, we're talking quarterbacks and the Bears moving up to get Trubisky. Um, how about the other two teams that have done the same thing? I mean, the Texans. I think a lot of people expected, um, or at least weren't surprised by. But how about the Chiefs? That that took a lot of people by surprise. Moving all the way up as they did, especially for that quarterback as well. Is it as a Chiefs fan? I don't think it's a surprise. People are saying that Alex Smith may may not have long left, but here's my here's what I think is happening here. This is an Aaron Rodgers Brett Favre situation. They drafted Aaron Rodgers knowing that Brett Favre had maybe one more two year contract in him, and they they're under no pressure to sit Mahomes because Smith isn't going to play so badly. They have to get rid of him. So he like Smith. One thing Smith's not going to do is play terribly for two months. So you have to start your rookie. He's just not going to do it because his his floor is really high. His ceiling's quite low, but he's he stays almost bang in the middle. I think we we spoke about it, didn't we, when we were talking about him that he's he's literally bang in the middle of most quarterback categories. Yeah. He's, he's not bad. He's not good. And that affords you the luxury of sitting there and seeing what this kid's got. And if he is miles better than Smith, you start him. If he's not, you sit him for a couple of years and you've got your replacement when Smith's next contract runs out. Because they're not going to get rid of him at the end of this contract, I don't think. Why would they? They're, they're, they're winning games and they're getting into the playoffs. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I quite agree with you. I think your ownership's got to be realistic and say, even if even if we started Mahomes, would we beat the Patriots or, or maybe the... Dominant force in the NFC. I don't know who it's going to be, Cowboys or Packers. And the answer is probably not. I I get drafting a quarterback that that much that much I'm I'm on board with. It's it's the trading up so far in the first round to get him and and giving up the the loot that goes with that. That that's what shocked me really. But, but when I can the, see the, I can see the logic in what you're saying and and the roster doesn't really have like holes though, does it? It's not like it's not a it's not a roster that has several positions that need urgent attention. Yeah, we could do with a couple of receivers, but we address that. Um, our D line's good. Our linebackers are good. Our secondary's good. Our running back situation's pretty good with Spencer Ware. Our offensive line, maybe we could do with an offensive lineman. We address that. Our tight end's good. You know, if ever there was a year to do it to give up the picks, this was it. I also think that if the Chiefs were looking at drafting a QB 
as soon as Trubitsky goes second, all those teams that are looking at quarterbacks suddenly start to shit their pants, don't they? And think, we've got to start taking them early. You know, everyone thought the Jets was going to take one. Everyone was thinking the Bills were going to take one. Um, the, the Texans obviously did. Um, so it's, I think that it had a knock-on effect, the Trubitsky pick, of as soon as the Chiefs thought, Christ, he's already gone. There are teams lower down that are going to take all the ones that we're kind of interested in. And there's a big rumour that they thought the Bills were going to draft Mahomes, um, which is potentially why they went in at 10 um, to, to take him there. I think that it's, you know, I, I don't hate it as a, as a selection if that's what they were looking at, but I think it was probably earlier than they would have liked to have done it. But as soon as Trubisky goes second overall, you see the, the quarterbacks that people want start to go quick. I. I, I hear what you're saying. I don't think the Chiefs ever wanted anyone else other than Mahomes. That was the only rumour that ever came out of the Chiefs draft room. It was the only exactly quarterback that. that was ever mentioned. Exactly, so, that's yes, my point. They so they, be, they, but but my, my point is that I think they would have given up their entire draft to get him because he was the person I believe that they think they're going to build their franchise around. I think I think they've yep. got real a real boner for him. So... Um, and and in, in if, if, if you've got yeah, well, if you've got a roster that looks like the Chiefs roster at the moment, then you can afford to do it. If you if you're the Niners or the Browns, you can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's fair. What do we think about um, the Texans then? I mean, they're they're unlike the Chiefs. Um, Deshaun Watson is presumably going to start Week One. Yeah, good luck so. with that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Talk, talking of fantasy, maybe maybe not draft uh, Will Fuller or <laughs> or uh, the other fella. Yeah, I mean I, the Texans Hopkins, are yeah the Texans to me are the Browns two years ago where shit's on the horizon but it's not quite there yet. You know, I don't think they've hit rock bottom. Yeah, it's their defense that's keeping them in games, isn't it? Yeah, and, I mean, lest lest we forget, yeah. they were a playoff team last year. Yeah. Well, and they they still they still could be if the it's a bit of a gamble that they've taken, obviously. But they they had they had to, surely. Um, they couldn't let just stick with Tom Savage or whoever they had left. Um, I think they've done personally. I think they've done the right thing. I don't think they're they that had to far away the from yeah, they had to from doing well deep a deep playoff run. If that position was sorted out, okay, maybe maybe he's not the guy. But you can say that about um, any team, found... Adam. If if they sort out their quarterback, they're 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 a playoff team. Like, we yeah, all... but Houston have got fewer holes elsewhere than a lot of others. So okay, for example, the Browns, 49ers, they've they've got so other huge in, in needs your, elsewhere. In your in your opinion, then the 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 Texans are a Jake Delhomme away from the court from the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, you've got to. You've I don't. Got to I have to say, I don't. You know, I don't think they are. They're clearly not a terrible team with the defense that they've got. Um, Hopkins and Fuller are, are good players. They've whether he starts or not. Lamar Miller is a good running back. I think they're going to do all right. Deshaun Watson, look, it was you know had a brilliant final year in college. I think they might do okay. You know. Who cares? Though? Well, I, I hope I, I care. <laughs> I mean, well, the Titans obviously in their division. I, I hope that I hope that you're right, Dougie. I hope that uh, I've got to be honest with you. They're fuck, going the way fuck of the, the Titans Browns. and fuck that quarterback you've got because he stitched me up like an absolute kipper last year. He's on my shit list. <laughs> Deal with that, that one. That. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope he's fit. I don't. Um, thanks. Don't draft him. 
<laughs> he looks so, like he looks like he. Do you know what he looks like to me? Like like one of those. Um, you know, you know, like the second war or the Korean War films. He looks like he should be like a coming home from leave in a Korean War film. He's got that sort of feel, that that sort of fifties film star hair. It's weird. Honestly, I'll I'll find out a picture and post a picture on Twitter. He does. Like he doesn't look like, like a football player. He looks like a like a fifties film star. <laughs> nice. Oh, he certainly played like one at times last year. <laughs> Um, what about back to back to uh, 2017 and the draft? Um, not too many stories after day one, um, but one what probably grabbed what headlines there were uh, were the Bengals drafting um, arguably the most talented running back in the draft, Joe Mixon. Uh, he comes with a bit of baggage, should we say? Oh, He's got the right place, then, isn't he? Yeah, they've all got baggage. <laughs> well, they? I mean, I... Yeah, football players love drugs. And beating up women. And beating up women, that's what <laughs> they do. That's what they do. The only other place that he could have gone where he would have fitted in more would have been the Ravens. He's, um, it's, you know, I, I think he'll, he'll probably be a really, do really well. And it's, I always think that these things where you've got people coming out of college with all these horror stories that never seem to come to much when they get to the pros. It's like, you know, you being judged on something that you did like two or three years ago when you weren't famous then I think I think with him it's the fact I mean the the Chiefs have got have had Tyreek Hill who's come out and done exceptionally well in his his first year or first couple of years exceptionally well um, beating up women well no no <laughs> he's no, very no, talented no. hang on, hang on. Yeah, but incredibly talented um, but he's got women. this hanging over, hanging over his head um, <laughs> Joe Mixon there's a there's a video there's a video that's been out there of the incident and that that changes everything in a lot of people's eyes. If there's not a video, I'm not saying he's welcomed it, welcome with open arms or it's forgotten about, but it doesn't have the same impact. But has, um, has, she, has this like, he, he's got, he's been through the system, hasn't he? And he's got his punishment and he's served his community service or whatever it was. Yeah, um, we all know so, that we, we all know that that doesn't really matter. I mean, look at, look at, look at Chet Evans. Yeah, you know, serving yeah. your time for and and taking your punishment counts in every other walk of life except professional sportsmen. So they can't. Well, in Chad Evans, Chad Evans's case, he was acquitted, wasn't he? Well, he has yeah. been now. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, no, I, he still I, serves some time though. But yes, he has been now. But he's, you know, Mixon had a had a one year deferred sentence. He went some. He did some counselling, some community service, um, and and then in the end, he paid her off, and that was it. So, if you're, you know, I'm, a, not, I'm not saying what he did was right by any stretch of the imagination at all, clearly, but um, I don't think that should now make any difference now that he, you know he might be a totally different person now. Talent beats character. Yeah. If you're, and I, I think I, I think I know the answers I'm going to get from at least one of you here. But if if he's drafted there in that position by the Bills or the Chiefs, how do you both feel? I don't care about any of it. Okay. I just don't care about it. Like, like we'll, we'll come on to somebody else a bit later on, but I just don't care. I don't care Everybody, if they're arseholes. Yeah, like, and, you know, he might be an arsehole, but he's also entitled to, you know, clearly it's a stupid mistake and I don't condone it at all. But if he's been, if he's been charged with it, a punishment has been handed down, he's done whatever time he had to do and been technically rehabilitated, then why shouldn't he be given a chance? And also, it's not my job to be a moral compass for NFL football players. 
That's a good point. That is a good point. I, I just want to see people <laughs> catch where footballs. Do you, where do you stop? Because, you know? because at the end of the day, if like I, if he scores I, me twenty I, points in week six of the player, uh, week six of the fantasy league, I couldn't get a run because what he gets up to. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's your cold open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Um, and anything else from the draft court caught your eye? Um, Mike Mayock. That he's, bloke. He's a nice looking chap. Yeah. He, he is robbing a living. <laughs> I knew you were going to have an issue with him as soon as you said his name. Absolutely I knew you were going to... robbing a living. The bloke sits up on that stage, right? Third pick in the draft, or whatever it is. Someone uh, was it the second? No, it was the second pick, wasn't it? When uh, the Bears traded up. Trubisky, yeah. And he's going. They must have traded up for X X Y Z. And they're going. Well, why would they do that? And then I think it was even Rich Eisenman. Why would they do that? They've got this bloke here. He goes, "Oh yeah." And then they announce his Mitch Trubisky, and he's like, "I can't believe I got that wrong." And then he said, "I've been wrong all frigging night, live on air." <laughs> the bloke is robbing a living. He is robbing a living. I don't know what he does. And and also, have you noticed that when the players are called out and they come up and they go to the the VT of that player, he never goes, "This bloke's shit." He's it's not going to work for him. Never going to happen. <laughs> on the on the yeah, on the flip side, I think side, he's really overrated. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, yeah, uh, yeah. That's a, that's a round five, six of the draft. You watch the footage, and they're still praising every yeah. player that gets picked. Um, he's got really long. Like, this is the other. Sorry, just one more thing. He's got great size. He's got really long arms. He's got a thirty-four inch arm, right? And then the next player comes out. Yeah, he's going to struggle at the next level. He's got a thirty-three and a half inch arm. <laughs> like, like that extra three centimetres makes the difference makes all, between an all-pro all and, and a bum. You know what I mean? It's just nonsense. It did make me laugh how, like, on all of his, loads of the um, the pre-stuff that he had, um, in talking about cornerbacks and secondary guys, Tredavious White was nowhere. There was nowhere on it. Yet, Bills pick him up 27th in the first round, and suddenly, the guy's got it. He can do everything you want him to be able to yeah. do. And I'm like... Oh, come on. Who didn't have to Google that name? Yeah. Every, everybody <laughs> did. Everybody watching had to Google who the fuck that was. Even Tredavious yeah. White was like, I didn't even I didn't even enroll in the draft. What's happening? <laughs> yeah. Why, <laughs> yeah. Why, Sit, why he's sitting at home eating a rack who, of ribs. Uh, yeah. Who does have to spend a long time on Google? It's the, the, the guy Mike Mayock's here. Yeah. Um, he's, uh, he's Googling all night. Yeah. Uh, on the flip side, I did enjoy drunk Steve Smith off the street coming in and <laughs> calling the, the Titans pick. number five pick. Yeah, that was good. Uh, did, you, did, did you see that? I mean, it, I don't yeah. know. Nobody called that. And he's oh. like, do you know what? I like Corey Davis. He's coming. Sorry, what? And no, this is going to be Mike Williams. Come on. Corey Davis. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fair play to him. Nice one. I, I thought Steve Smith was good. I thought he was good value. I enjoyed yeah, 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 I thought agreed. he was good value. Um. So moving, well, not really moving on that far from the draft um, into some some other news from around the NFL. Uh, was it the following day? Yeah. Um, the Buffalo Bills announced that they've uh, fired Doug Whaley as GM now. Thank fuck. Well, I mean, it shocked me. But not so much the decision to fire him, but the timing just... I. I think it was quite amusing for quite a while on Twitter, everywhere else. <laughs> um, but from from your reaction, Mark, it sounds like it's it was coming or it was expected to even yeah. happen. Then, yeah, the, the coaching staff um, had uh, there'd been reports coming out of the coaching, not the coaching staff, the scouting staff. Sorry, um, that they knew that the boot was coming the day after the draft, a good few weeks before the draft. They were all expecting it. 
um, in the Bills' management eyes, they this was they have a scouting season, which basically runs from day one after the draft to the draft. That is scouting season. Um, so they, as soon as the draft was done, they decided that was time. That you know, scouting starts now for next year. Let's let's cut ties with it. I do think that it would probably would have made more sense to get rid of him when they got rid of Rex Ryan. Uh, the reason that they didn't do it before then is the fact that Whaley was obviously commander in chief of the scouting team, and they were heavily into their draft preparation, and they didn't want to disrupt that. Um, but he'd been gradually frozen out more and more. He hadn't been invited to team meetings. There was a few draft briefings that he hadn't been invited to near the end because Sean McDermott had come in and taken control of that team um, to a point where Whaley was basically, he was a, you know, a head that wasn't doing anything. Um, so I think it may have been a bit of a shock to a lot of people and a lot of people who didn't know that and had been reading a lot of the insider information that had been coming out. It may have looked like, well, oh my God, were, they that pissed, were the owners that pissed off with the draft? Um, wasn't the case at all. Basically, Sean McDermott rang the draft. The scouting team had picked the players that they wanted to, that they said were good. McDermott had identified the ones from that that he liked. Um, and then as soon as that was done and the process was finished, clear house and get someone else in for the next scouting season. With none of the players that they would have chosen. Well, no, because Sean McDermott did pick those players. No, but he, he's got in the players that he wanted. Yeah. He's that's that's what it boils down to. This isn't that wasn't Whaley's draft in the end. It was McDermott picking the players that the scouting team had identified. Um, as soon as the draft was done moving on with a new team, getting a new GM. Looks like it's going to be this guy um, from the Panthers, which kind of makes sense given McDermott's history. Um, so well, he's yeah, just going to be a puppet then, right? Because it no, sounds like McDermott's think... like a bit of a... He's, yeah, well, he's got some power, no question, in that team. He's gone in there and he's he's got a lot of cachet with the, with the organisation now, I think. Um, so he was one minute he's a coordinator in, was it Carolina, I think? Yeah, the next, the next minute he's as powerful as Belichick um, in calling the shots for his team. I mean, he, maybe maybe he should be. Maybe that's who knows. The right. Yeah, who knows? I mean, the, the proof will be in the pudding of the season, won't it? Who knows? We'll see. Um, I, you know, I, the fans didn't want Whaley. He'd overseen a lot of bad draft decisions, including people like EJ Manuel, um, Sammy Watkins, which we'll come on to in a minute. We're taking him over some of the people, the wide receivers that were taken after him, um, have clearly proven to be some bad decisions. He has picked up some good people, um, Cordy Glenn and a few guys like that that have done very well. Um, all the Bills need to, to do is start drafting some, identify some talent, draft some good people, and then not let them go to the Patriots for fuck all. <laughs> that's there's a novel idea yeah so i think on the whole it's a good move from a bills fans perspective he had no love amongst the the bills mafia at all um he, he hasn't done a particularly good job he's overseen i think what one about the non-criminal season. element of the bills fan base <laughs> Not, <laughs> i think i'm it <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we're we're happy as well. <laughs> I've heard about your road rage and your parking. I, I don't think that's true. <laughs> I've got an update on that later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I think good good move. Timing, you know, strange but understandable. I mean, a couple of other s- small things we'll, we'll talk about. Sammy Watkins. Uh, the Packers have released Christian Michael. 
bothered. Yeah, I think unlike Gold, he's going to be struggling a bit for those offers, I would say. Yeah. Um, also, someone who still hasn't found a team, Jamal Charles. He's uh, He's been visiting Denver. Where do we think he's going to end up? I've not really thought about it, to be honest. Is there a chance he comes back to the Chiefs at a bit lesser, uh, lesser rate, maybe? I reckon. I reckon that might be a good shout. I think he's got an element of the um, the Adrian Petersons, hasn't he? There's a lot of teams that are kicking the tyres, or there's some teams kicking yeah. the tyres and finding a an often now injured, the wrong side of thirty running back. Um, I, you know, why not go back to the Chiefs? You don't want him to go to Denver though, if you're Kansas City, do you? You don't. I don't care, mate. It's the same same division. Man, they're going to need a lot more than Jamal Charles to make them any any much anything yeah. of a, th- a threat this season. I but I think with Trevor Simeon under centre, exactly. you're probably right. Yeah, uh, and the the other thing with the other bit of news, Sammy Watkins just from today, uh, he's not going to get his fifth year option. Is that a big deal? Uh, he, I mean, immensely talented when he's fit but he's just never fit enough for, and from a consistent basis. I don't think it's a silly move at all. They can, if, if he plays really well, he gets a new contract. If he plays crap, they, then the, you know, they've got the option to release him and he'll go to the Patriots and be amazing. Or um, if they're not sure, come the end of the fourth year option, they can still franchise tag him and he'll be there for the year after that. Anyway, um, a lot pricier though. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Uh, essentially, all they're doing is that they still control him for a minimum of two years. All they're doing is giving up the potential that for, to definitely control him for at least three. Um, if he plays well enough, he will remain a bill. He just needs to now stay injured, uh, stay healthy, sorry, and earn the contract rather than just having it given to him for nothing. Yeah, those those fifth year option things are, are weird, aren't they? Because essentially they're designed so that the team gets a team-friendly deal on the fifth year of a superstar. That's all they're yeah. there for. If yeah. you're not a yeah. superstar, then in your fifth year you're, or in your fourth year, you're playing for a contract. Yeah. That's but it. I think if if you're... Well, even if you're an average player, um, a, a lot of the time the fifth-year option makes sense for a team, not necessarily for the player. Um, as, as you say, it's a better alternative than having to franchise some, tag somebody. Would but you what, you don't want to do, what you don't want to do is if he ends up having another mediocre year and being injured for half of it again, and you don't, you definitely decide that you're going to cut ties with him, um, then obviously it's significantly cheaper to be able to do that than having the fifth-year option on there as well. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense. And McDermott is basically saying to him, you know, go out, go out and earn it. I'm not giving it to you for nothing. If you want to play next year, you give him the fifth year, pick up the fifth year option. Now um, he's got almost effectively another year where he can plod along. Um, you know, time to earn it, Sammy. He's uh, he's suffered with a lot of like hamstring injuries and that kind of thing, hasn't he? Yeah. I wouldn't mind betting. Yeah, that and if... foot and foot as well. He's done a lot of. Yeah, yes, and, uh, and Frank there are like players. That, There's a rugby player, Jack Noel, who suffers on artificial pitches, so Exeter don't play him when they play on artificial pitches. He gets turf toe injuries. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. He could go somewhere like the Niners and do great. Nice warm weather, no no strain on those hammies, nice grass field, injuries all of a sudden, doesn't doesn't have any, and away he goes. It, it, whatever happens, he'll be a patriot next year, and he'll he'll get twenty touchdowns and a million yards. That's what will happen because that's what happens to ex Buffalo Bills. <laughs> I'd love to see him at the Pats. That'd be amazing. Yeah, 
Yeah. And another, he'll, he'll arti- another artificial pitch, though. He did well, yeah. then. You may remember from a quiz a few weeks back. It's possibly my finest moment. <laughs> in life I, I know I know what fields teams have he's got that he's got this sound sound wave of that of that question and tattooed across his back <laughs> <laughs> love it uh, better than tonight's effort anyway that's the news yeah that, that'll do I think um, I'm sorry just Greg Hardy popped up in my oh, uh, nice, in my in my nice notifications track. this morning uh, this afternoon saying that he has been quoted as saying he's not a psychopath and that that he thinks the NFL will reinstate him. Greg Hardy, you're a psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> the NFL will not reinstate you. <laughs> yeah, you that's, are. Uh, that's on another level from what we we were talking about earlier really, isn't it? Yeah, he's yeah. crazy for real. Yeah. yeah. Um so any other business? I'll go how, first. Uh, how, how have our weeks been? How what have we been up to? I've got I've got several this week. Um, <laughs> I took it was my it was my daughter's birthday extravaganza this weekend, um, and an extravaganza it was. It started on Friday and didn't end until yesterday. Um, the one thing that we did do was go to Legoland. Now I don't know if you've ever been to Legoland. Um, I have not, but I want to go. I have. Never, ever, 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 ever again. pay full price. Don't just pitch up on the door and go, oh, we'll go to Legoland. Do you know how much it would have cost for a family of four to go around Legoland at full price yesterday? I, I, I dread to think. £216. Christ. A uh, quick, quick bit of maths. That's £216 per ride that you'll have time to go on. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, mean, I say luckily, well, unluckily, my, my, my son suffers with autism. Um, he's a high-functioning autistic lad, uh, but it does mean we get queue jumper tickets. Oh, nice! Yeah, nice. Uh, fair play. Um, yeah, so that is an unbelievable con. When you consider that you go down to the little world bit where there's all the land set up, that stuff hasn't been updated since probably 1985. A lot of the stuff on there is like yellow, where it's just been bleached in the sun over the last 20 years. Uh, Legoland, up your game, cut your prices. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. Um, and another TV series I think you should watch if you haven't, uh, a lovely little BBC comedy called Detectorists that I've watched on Netflix. It was uh, Mackenzie Crook wrote and directed it, and it's uh, it's really nice. In in TV parlance, it's it it can be known as charming, very funny, nice. but also <laughs> but also um, yeah, it has this, it has some genuinely laugh out loud moments. Really good quality. As as did Hospital People. Either of you seen that? No, I have not. It's uh, I can't remember the chap's name. It's it's like a, a a mockumentary, which isn't original at all these days. But um, it's obviously set in a hospital. Uh, it's the same chap playing a lot of the different characters in it. Um, it on the face of it looks fairly terrible, but it really did make me laugh. I think it's on BBC One Friday night sometime. Sort of a couple of episodes in. I will check, check it, it out. out. Hospital Go. people. I'm writing it down. He, he really will be as well. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Just for those, I'll tweet this out. Those are my doodles for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's the number 11? Well, I'm number 11. I always wear number 11. Okay, oh, okay. It's, it's a self-portrait, is it? I see. Yeah. Uh, with, with, with the appropriate waistline. Here. <laughs> slender yeah that's great radio anyway <laughs> um, 
I'll, I'll, I'll jump in next. Um, this is a bit of a random thing that I've noticed. Um, just, it's just kind of partly amusing, but now that I've noticed it, it starts to annoy me. Um, every day on social media has done this, and Twitter in particular are making things trending. Um, every day has some national day, like National Pizza Day one day. Oh, I know where this is going. Yeah. There's, yeah. Last, last week was, well, it's not, it's not really going anywhere in particular. Last week was National Stationery Week. That is, what, I mean. What, what, what is all this? Um, but so I've, I've Googled this, but this is, this is not just, not just someone making these things up. Um, I had a look at like list of national days and okay, this, this website I found from America, but I think social media means it all transcends, transcends everywhere. Um, May the 1st had eight different days, um, that are actual things, including national chocolate parfait day, national mother goose day, silver star service banner day. School Principals Day. That's nice. <laughs> May, May the 2nd only had three. National Foster Care Day, National Life Insurance Day, and National Truffle Day, which sounds delightful. National May Life third, Insurance Day. National Life wow. Insurance Day. Um, May, what's that? So that, that's today, National Life Insurance Day. Uh, no. When the pod, go, the pod goes out, which will be May the 3rd, National Lumpy Rug Day. <laughs> <laughs> National Paranormal Day. A national this, this one I like national two different coloured shoes day. So don't don't forget to go out in odd shoes tomorrow. Wow. Um May May the fourth, Bird Day, National Candid Orange Peel Day. Um National Star Wars Day, obviously. obviously May, the, yeah. May the fourth. Yeah. Uh National Day of Reason. That'll be nice. So look out for all these things on Twitter in the next couple of days. Absolute nonsense. Mark. <laughs> You're happy about it, I can tell. <laughs> I, I just, um, I have no words. <laughs> National Life Insurance Day. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> you mean you haven't celebrated today? No. <laughs> How do you I've, celebrate I've life insurance? insurance? It's hardly people running around getting like full sleeve tattoos of their life insurance policy terms and conditions, is there? <laughs> <laughs> You have forgot to do something. Love it. Um, two quick things from me then. Um, first of all, um, I, my, my lad ended up in A&E today because he fell over um, at nursery. This follows on the back of him falling over twice. He's only just started walking. Um, falling over twice at the weekend um, and getting a few other random bumps. Never have I felt more under pressure than explaining to a nurse where my child got three different facial injuries from? Oh, no. Never, <laughs> <laughs> uh. ever, ever have I been shitting myself and being so like, no, no, it's fine. Yeah, it's well, he, no, he fell over and bumped into a slide. So how did he, what bit of the slide did he hit? Uh, can't remember. Cacking myself. And then when they ask the question that they have to apparently ask every time someone goes into or a child goes into hospital of, is he known to social services? Fucking hell. Yeah. yeah terrible. Yeah, yeah. Pressure. Proper pressure. Um, and secondly, bit of an update. Say no to that. Just whatever I you did. do, say yeah. no to that. Yeah, I said yeah, no yeah. to that. Yeah. <laughs> Very much. I said no to that. <laughs> Um, and then, secondly, a bit of a bit of an update on the uh, the parking situation at the front of my house. Was delighted to see that I've clearly um, blocked in the guy enough times now 
that who parks outside the front of my house to mean that he can't move anywhere because I'm that type of guy. Um, <laughs> that I saw that the other day that there was some work going on over the weekend opposite their house, and they've constructed another parking space up the uh, out the front of their place. They've removed the garden bit from their house, put in a parking space, and now he's parking outside his own fucking house. Winner. Winner. Do you know what that is? Do you know what that is? <laughs> That's the power of the long snapper podcast. Victory. That's what that you've, is. You've played the long game there. <laughs> I, I was so happy. I ran back into my house and I was like, we've won. <laughs> <laughs> Middle class problems, eh? <laughs> I know, right? I, I liked it with the fact that they've had to spend however much money it has cost them to build another parking space out their house just because... I was going out of my way to block them in if they were parking outside of mine. Victory. <laughs> and so as shut- avid listeners of this podcast, they will appreciate the shout out and recognition for the money they've spent on solving this this minor misdemeanor. There you go, Viney. That's for you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, Our avid listener. Will- <laughs> Viney lives opposite Mark. Well, they, yeah, it could be. Could be. <laughs> um, if you... Get in touch, finally. Tell us where you live. No, actually, don't do that. Um, that's more than enough, probably, for, for this episode. Uh, we might be back next week. We've got a compilation of the Ultimate Team bits that we're going to release at some point. So if we, can't, if we don't get together next week, you might, you might find that drops. Uh, but who knows? It might be a fortnight. Depends if this anything has been... next week, doesn't it, really? <laughs> uh, yeah, Craig, Craig's off. Just actually a quick shout-out to, to him, by the way. He... Uh, He's doing some extra training. He's uh, he's got another punching people again. Other kickboxing doggies holding something up again. Great radio. A uh, sh- uh, shout out to Craig. He might he might not be here next week again. So we'll see what see what he's up. That's quite Is that is that mirror image to you? Again, great radio. Doug's holding up a picture of Teresa May, which is. Presumably <laughs> Theresa May using face app to yeah. convert to a I'm guessing she, she lives in Danning Street. Nice. <laughs> I think we've lost Dougie. Oh, let's yeah. let's wrap this up. This, this has been the Long Snapper NFL podcast. Uh good night all. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Theresa May. <laughs> 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 <laughs>